Hello, hello. We are live with the Christian artist, and I've already ruined the cold opening. I forgot <laughs> what we were doing. What have you done? <laughs> when I saw that the man, uh, uh, you have done a foolish thing. You have not kept the command the Lord your God gave you. If you had, <laughs> you would have established your kingdom over Israel for all time. But now your kingdom will not endure. The Lord has sought out a man after his own heart and appointed him ruler of his people. Because you have not kept the Lord's command. I will take that criticism well. <laughs> this is the Christian artist, honoring Christ through creativity. My name is Caleb. My name is Connor. And my name is Carly. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So how do you remember your name? Chew, swallow, <laughs> name. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. We are here once again with a new episode. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. Um, we're all good. And uh, yeah, we're we're here. We're ready to, to explore another topic for our podcast. So what is the podcast topic tonight, Carly? Chew. Um, Swallow. How to, you gotta fin let me finish chewing. Um, <laughs> how and when to judge art, if I'm correct. Or how and when to judge the people making the art. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm. I have just simply titled yeah. the episode Criticism. Mm. Um, so. Mm. so yeah, we're going to be talking about criticism. We're going to be talking about giving criticism. We're going to be talking about receiving criticism. We're going to be talking about when to not give any criticism whatsoever. Um, Which is never, of course. No, that's fine. <laughs> you give criticism to everything nope, and everyone. That, nope, because you are the grand pooba of all of knowledge. All knowledge. <laughs> you and you alone can prevent egos. Only you can prevent egos. See, you already ruined it. Only ruined what? It's not how the... Yeah, you, you ruined the parodying oh, that's true. of that saying. I did, yeah. It could have been a lot funnier if I had been more clever. Yep, absolutely. But I'm not the grand poop As with most knowledge. things. Yeah. It would have been funnier if you were more clever. Mm -hmm. Um, wow. anyway. <laughs> rain this See, episode I feel like that was some in. bad criticism there. I feel Probably. like you could have done that a lot <laughs> nicer, Caleb. Yeah. Yeah. So where do we want to begin? Like, do we want to start with giving criticism? Do we want to start with receiving criticism? I think we should start with giving criticism. Okay. So, how should we go about... So, obviously, there are artists all out, all, all over the place. Uh, people who are uh, Christians, or at least claim to be Christians, who are making art. And, uh, you know, us as other Christians have a, I mean, a biblical, like, um, foundation to offer criticism and rebuke um, if they're going outside of the lines of scripture. Mm -hmm. um, but also, you know, just as consumers of art right we can we can as as the uh the public provide um criticism and and uh um you know question the use of art and uh and all that stuff but um you know the question right. arises how do we do that when do we not do that so on and so forth so and uh, yeah the interesting thing is is that we have the freedom to speech so we can criticize other people who make art and we can criticize other art mm -hmm. and we have the right to do that but when it comes to uh christians so you're talking about like politically in this country yes we have the right legally, to we have the right to, to right. criticize but like yeah going further than that 
then that as, doesn't mean we can always that then that doesn't mean that it's always moral to right. criticize yes but also we as christians have the moral obligation to rebuke in people. some situations yes absolutely. in some yeah. situations yes we should clarify that and obviously we'll go into the details <laughs> of when and when not but we have a moral obligation to rebuke fellow christians and and especially people who claim to be christians who are not that is mm-hmm. the main thing where it's public rebuke um in the sense that um you would publicly rebuke a false teacher mm-hmm. and it's the same thing with a christian artist is if if they are teaching false doctrine in their music then it's the same thing sure i'm with you i'm trying okay so do you want do you want to maybe just start with that um the uh case the other day that made you think about this in the first place well no i kind of i kind of want to let that be something we get to last and i have a a couple of different things we can go with that route but uh um i think okay so let's let's put this into perspective okay let's let's put some names (laughs) out there of like uh different christian artists that we know of that we disagree with things on like uh propaganda emery um two bands that use um language not in their music but in their day-to-day life they use um profanity uh, profanity. yeah i would add to that list um levi the poet oh really which disappoints me but yeah sometimes yeah Hmm. okay so so there you go so that's so that's three then so Emery, propaganda. I see, yeah. Emery, propaganda, yeah. and then Levi the poet. <laughs> so that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I, 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 as of this point, don't really listen to to Emery or right. Levi the poet all that much. Um, Which is a sin. Now I'm publicly <laughs> rebuking you for it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, lesson one: <laughs> Don't do that. Right. Okay. So, so let's get into this though. So, um, when it comes to things where people are doing things in their personal life, that is, um, not a primary doctrine issue. Okay. Which swearing is one of those things, right? It's not a primary doctrine issue. It, yeah. It's, it's, it's a, uh, tertiary, it'd probably, probably be tertiary yeah. issue. Um, where it's, it's obviously if we are going to go to scripture, it is wrong, and and we can you prove can make that. a biblical case <laughs> yes. for that point. Yes, but other people have made cases against it, also using scripture. Um, uh, I, I I still disagree with the way they're using that, but right, but it it's not to say that no one can make any sort of case right. for the use of profanity. That like any use of profanity is automatically right. wrong. To, though to be fair, I have very rarely ever heard an argument for profanity while using scripture. It has always been trying to disprove scripture with day-to-day facts. Um, of, oh, yeah. right, yeah. And, and, and it's always been Christians saying, uh, that Bible verse doesn't really mean whatever, and it doesn't matter anyway because this is how the world works. Mm. And it's like, well, right. what happened to the Bible, right? But but at the same time, if I, if, if I know a Christian and he swears, that just because he he does that doesn't mean that he's not saved Mm -hmm. right um i mean you go through all of the famous christians in the bible of uh things that they did while they were saved that then they were rebuked for and then uh you know repented and changed their ways but then there were also things that 
you know, uh, seem to be overlooked for periods of time. Mm. Uh, specifically, I've been reading through, uh, like, Second Samuel and First Kings and stuff like that, and all of the, like, hey, things me too. that... Wait, really? Yeah, Second Samuel, anyway. Oh, wow, cool. Yeah. But, but yeah, so, <laughs> so there's a lot of things in there where you start reading it, and, and I wonder if you're feeling the same way, where you start reading it, and it's like, how did God not kill them? right like <laughs> they like, kept doing all this just horrible things right yeah. and and it was like yeah uh, like <laughs> it was Joab, a lot <laughs> the, the israel of the, of the israelite army, yeah how they like murdered those two people and i kept getting angry at david because i was like oh yeah why didn't he do anything and then later in first kings you read that he had no no idea about it mm. and and so there's mm. there was a part of it was like oh okay all right king david didn't know but then there are <laughs> other things where like he he went to war against his son Absalom for the throne and then uh, and a bunch of people died because of it and then his son died and then he was mourning yeah. for his son and all the people were like that's the part I'm at right now oh yeah okay so yes yeah, so then he's mourning for his son and and all the people are like like what the heck mm -hmm. like all of our like we, a bunch of, of our people just died and the one person you're mourning over is the enemy we were fighting yeah right and and it's like how did it like that was wrong of david <laughs> to, to do not that he was wrong that he was mourning over his son <clears throat> but it was all these other people died and then he like you know was up in arms about yeah them killing his son mm -hmm. and it was like well what else were they were supposed to do people were dying right and so but you read parts of that in scripture and <laughs> christians do sin and it's not like they're not Christians, right? Of right? course, yeah. I mean, because if we if we didn't sin, then exactly. there wouldn't have been any need for us right. to be saved, right? So. And so, yeah. So it, Christians who swear may or may not, and 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 I would say that that could be something that you could see as fruit that somebody isn't saved. But at the same time, there are definitely Christians that I know personally, like propaganda and uh, the people in Emory, who are Christians but have a bad view of theology. And that doesn't mean that they're not safe. In some areas, yeah. Right. Right. So um, yeah. So we so we get to that part and like how do you how would you go about criticizing them for that and would you at all? And so that's the thing, right? Um it is a different issue to criticize just a behavior on right. the part of right like a, another brother and sister in the faith, especially when like it's cuz our primary, you know, topic usually here is like, um, you know, our art from a Christian perspective, right. right? And so that's it's a different thing than to say, you know, like, hey, your art is this way, and I don't think it should be, but mm -hmm. here's scripture. Why? Um, then you know, to to go to correct a person, to, to correct a person right. like on their behavior as a that you person. don't personally, and know. and that's the issue, right? That you don't personally know, and or is no. not part of your church, right? Right, your your local group of believers that you you. Uh, you submit to right um and so i do obviously think that you know i mean because like what like paul obviously rebuked like every church he ever went to <laughs> but but that is also a different situation right because paul's an apostle right, right. and so he he had that authority to mm -hmm. do that but i don't think that necessarily means that um that we don't we, we don't have a, a moral obligation to 
you know, offer correction to any believer. Um, but do this with gentleness and respect. Right. Whereas and that, Paul would yeah. do it with gentleness and respect, but he had an authority where he, you would listen to Paul or yeah. you were excommunicated. <laughs> right? Like, he was right. the authority on Christ's behalf. Well, that's the thing, right? Like, in First John, it says that, you know, like, we, we are the ones who testify to um, to Jesus Christ. And, mm-hmm. and, like, if you do not, those who, he, like, John says in that, in that, uh, in, like, what, chapter 4, you know, uh, when he's speaking about the, you know, testifying, um, uh, uh, you know, where, uh, uh, false teachers would, would come and, and, uh, how to like watch for, for false teachers. And one of the things he said was, um, you know, those who listen to us th- being the apostles right. are of God. Right. Those who do not listen to us are not of God. Right. Like that was a, a, a thing he laid down. And so that's to say, right? Like the apostles had the authority of the Holy Spirit. They had, they were literally speaking the words of God when they gave these letters, right? And so he was saying like, you know, this is literal scripture that's being produced here in, in the things that we're saying to right. you. And so if you do not heed these words, then obviously you are not heeding God's words. And obviously right. that means that you're not saved. Um, and, and yeah, and you're not, you're not, uh, you're not on the same level of confession with God. Whatever Greek word that Pastor Jeff just used this Sunday. Um, I wasn't there, uh, so I think so. Okay, so so uh, he used some sort of Greek word that I don't remember what it was, but it meant like um, same as or like same confession as. Mm. And so right, right. I speak the same words as you. Yes. Yeah, like we are on and the same mind of exactly. Yeah, and so and and you know in in chapter one of First John, of uh, if we confess with our sins, yeah, if we say that we have right, not sinned, right, then we are not saved. Yeah, and yeah. so it's the confession of we're on the same level. We have the um, same understanding of right. the horridness of our sin, right? right. Like. Yeah. That, you know, God, God knows how horrible our sin is and yeah. that we are agreeing with God. That's what he says. It's agreement is really what it is. It's an agreement uh, with God of who he says we are and, and who, who he says, he, says he, he, is. he is. Yeah. 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 And so that's the most important thing. And so swearing is not, the it's most not one of those thing, right? issues. Right. And so, yeah. and so that's a tertiary doctrine. So, mm-hmm. so boy, what a theological lesson right here. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. But so the idea i think it is important to maybe discuss like what the difference is between offering someone a criticism of their art and offering someone a criticism of their personal right. life and whenever when it's not okay to do one or the other mm-hmm. um thoughts uh i don't know <laughs> um i mean i think in the sense of you, you cannot judge an individual you do not know personally in the sense that if they do something public, it could have been something they did as a mistake. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't say that this person that I know a little, I know a little bit of from their music, I can't definitively say this person is not saved. And so the only thing I can do in, in, um, yeah. I've done this before with like the classic crime of like asking them questions of okay how do you justify this right and i think that's much more powerful than saying you were wrong in this area is just asking them to explain themselves and mm-hmm. seeing if they can yeah and seeing yeah. if they go to scripture or if they go to personal revelation mm-hmm. uh, this is what i learned in my life and i think it's better to do this or they say this is what the bible says so yeah. i want to do this yeah and I, i've had personal experiences of that where like a friend on on twitter for example like um that i just know through twitter um right like uh posted something about like this is uh you know they asked like very specifically right like 
do you guys think that swearing as a Christian is okay? And like had mm-hmm. a little a poll and stuff. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to write some things about and post some scripture and talk about this a little bit. And then they texted me, um, like personally, then we even got into a conversation and it was, it was immediately very defensive mm-hmm. and basically only from personal like right. thoughts about the matter right they were like you know this is just between god and me and i don't really <laughs> personally feel that this is wrong and i don't feel like god's like angry at me for saying these words right. uh, that sort of thing right and and that's i think maybe one of the first indicators that someone is not hasn't thought through their position and, and is and, and that's not to say right that they couldn't make a cohesive argument right for a, any given thing right but th- it's just that they haven't thought it through mm-hmm. and that's a warning sign because i mean us as christians right like scripture is our foundation scripture is our base and so if we aren't using that to to as the foundation for everything we say and do mm-hmm. then we don't have a justification to say or do the, those things that doesn't mean there isn't one it just means we we haven't gotten it yet right. and we have to make sure that we are in line with scripture before mm-hmm. we yeah. try to defend something that we said or did two verses for that one in first peter of always be ready to give it a uh, a a reason for what you believe and a defense for the gospel kind of a thing Mm -hmm. where if I'm doing something, I should have a reason from scripture of why I'm doing it Mm -hmm. and be able to explain to somebody, I do this because I love Christ and I am (laughs) trying to display how much I love him through everything that I do. Mm -hmm. And then first Corinthians 10 31 of therefore, whatever you do, whether you eat or drink, do all things to the glory of God. And that's also that same thing is everything that we should be doing. We should have a reason for it, be able to explain it. And say, this is me showing you that I love God supremely above all the other things. And that's why everything is a gospel issue. Is because every single thing that you do, if you can explain it to somebody, this is why I do this because of God in my life, then you can lead it into the gospel. Yeah. And so everything is a gospel issue. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, right, and that's the thing, right? Like, um, the, the thing I would point to you for most these of these sorts of situations is that right it's the idea that all right am i pointing more towards the gospel am i pointing more towards christ with the thing that i am mm-hmm. doing and if the answer is no then why do you have to need why do yourself? you have to do that thing right not only do you why do you have to do it but why yeah. do you feel the need to defend yourself right. when somebody questions you on yeah. it and, and in a sense it's good that that people get angry and defensive in the sense that they care about what they're doing like is it, it, right it's not just like oh well they don't it's not like they, yeah. they have apathy about right it's yeah. just oh, this is just something i do i don't really have a reason for it right at least they they they're trying to say no i think this is right and this is why this is important yeah but the the problem is is yeah. is, is, is what they're saying based in the truth of scripture no then they're wrong mm-hmm. right like no matter what so yeah i think right that 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 discussion we just had there is probably really good to apply to the you know the idea of just rebuking and correcting a christian another you know fellow christian brother and sister uh in like areas of morality and in areas like where they might be displaying something that's unchristlike and right. you can call them to, re- to repentance on that um but maybe like more specifically um when it, when it pertains to art right um what do you guys think is the right way to go about giving criticism to like an artist that you respect whether or not this person is like a public figure or just a friend of yours that is making art right what do you guys think 
Like, is there a difference? Is that that's just the way we do it every time, right? Like, obviously, there's a difference, like, between um, if you're calling something, like, say, you know, someone did something in their art that can mm -hmm. be directly applied to, like, mm -hmm. oh, okay, that was an unchristlike thing to do. Mm -hmm. Like, that, you know, there may have been sin involved in this, you know, thing that you did in your art. Um, and there, there's also a difference between, like, okay, you know, that might not have just been a wise decision. Mm -hmm. Um I think the main thing you should always do is ask them why they put it in there. Because more often than not, it's a simple misunderstanding of their lyrics. And and I think that's important for them to know even then. So that they know that somebody misunderstood what they were trying to say. And so that they can be more careful with the way that they phrase things so they're not causing other people to stumble unnecessarily. Oh, yeah. oh that's... So that is single-handedly one of the best pieces of writing advice that you can give anyone especially christian artists who are involved in yeah like music like lyrical uh, music and or, and or like writing um in any form right because like one of the best pieces of advice to hear as a a writer for me as like you know a novelist um is i was confused right or i didn't understand what you meant here mm -hmm. it's not oh this was bad and like i didn't like this or whatever right. right like i that does that's not necessarily helpful if if you tell me you were confused at a part then i know me as the the writer i have to do better in clarifying and in in getting a, imparting the meaning that i want to give to you through the things that i've written because i can't like you know a christian artist can't or you know any artist i guess but like they can't we can't reach across the screen or whatever you're however you're partaking in our art and mm -hmm. explain to you every single time like you get to a lyric that you may be misunderstood right? right we have to be able to get across that whatever we meant to say right. in a clear and concise manner so that there isn't confusion on the consumer. yeah that's one of the things my creative writing teacher told me yeah. uh last semester was because we'd get together in um peer groups yeah. to that's read and edit our, our writing and one of the things he said for our final projects was if they ask questions about your writing, don't answer them because you should be answering them in the writing. Yep, exactly. Don't try to, don't try to defend your work outside, but yeah. outside of the the piece itself, because you won't be able to, right? Like, in, if you're if you're actually giving this to someone else, right, to consume, you cannot be there for them to explain these things, right. and so it has yeah. to come across in the text. Okay, I think I think there are two different things here. Is is one is criticism of the art yeah. and that's the way you should do it is you should ask questions that's how you should criticize art is if you think um it, I mean, is, they so didn't that, get across the message also and you so were confused like questions right like that and then also just giving them your general feeling about a certain thing right, right? your emotional feedback like you know when you get to a certain part it's like okay i was like say there was um uh you know like a documentary that someone was putting out a christian documentary or whatever that I, a Christian filmmaker was putting out and you'd be like, I felt really uncomfortable at this spot. Right. Right. Like I was personally very uncomfortable as to like why this was in here. And like, this is how I felt at that. And then that person can take all of the data, like combined from anyone who gives them this sort of feedback, right. Him, uh, him or her, this sort of feedback. And then like go into whatever they're going to do next and be like, okay, now I understand like generally what people's feelings are towards right. these types of things maybe then, i can reevaluate right. why i put it in there in the first place and maybe not do that sort of thing again or maybe i think it's really important and i wanted them to feel uncomfortable there right because that's that's another thing right like a lot of times um there will be points in any piece of art where 
like, yeah, you will feel uncomfortable or like confused, but that was exactly the point, right? right. Like that, the, they meant for you to feel that certain way. Right. Um, I've always personally, I've, I've kind of just discovered a metric that I used recently to decide whether or not art is good art. And I think that I've, that the best metric that I can think of to dis like describe whether or not a piece of art is good is did it accomplish the, the goal for which the author or the, whoever the creator intended it to, right? D did, yeah. did it get across what the author wanted it to accomplish? Mm -hmm. If that is the, the case, then it right. is good art, right? Cause it was, <laughs> the message was communicated clearly. Um, and whatever that message was, that can be another discussion, right? But like, did it do a good job as an art object? Did it communicate its message, you know, in, in the way the creator meant it to? Um, and well, and, and I feel like, uh, that's why it's, it's difficult to judge art in a, in a moral sense for, yeah. <laughs> for one is that you can say, well, this art wasn't good and that could be an opinion because the person who created the art meant for it to do that yeah which might just make the person really weird <laughs> right like they wanted to do this weird thing to in order to make you feel you know whatever yeah and then it's just kind of like oh, that person's weird i don't know why he thinks this was a good you know thing to do for art and that's the weird thing um but the other side of this is not criticism of the art but the, uh, the criticism of the morality of the art and that is what mm. are they trying to convey and that's where it changes from um you know trying to give feedback in order to them to understand why you didn't like it but trying to get them to understand or, or asking them why they put it in there and i think that's the easiest way to start about criticizing the morality yeah. of the art is asking them why did you do this? Because it might have been a misunderstanding. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Those are two different, completely different discussions, right. um, but they both validly fall under the idea of criticism, mm -hmm. um, right? It's obviously criticism with someone's artistic object, and right. then criticism with the message that that artistic object conveyed, right? Right. And and those go hand mm -hmm. in hand, as in good art will convey its message but mm -hmm. it's whether or not the art was good in conveying the message or if the message is good mm -hmm. right and those are in and that's, yeah that's the thing those are two separate things that have to be dealt with differently right because of the the content because you have in. no moral implication that somebody has to do better at their art yeah in the sense that well well except we for go. the fact that you know, Ephesians 2.10 says, you know, we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works. And the the idea that us as Christians are obligated to do everything to the glory of God, right? To mm -hmm. do everything with excellence, as my dad loves to say, um, it, right? And, and that, one. that in, in itself is a conversation you can have with a, a Christian artist, right? And be like, okay, well, did you, were you lazy on purpose here, right? right? Like, did you try your hardest because you were working for God? Exactly. Or did you cut corners because you knew you could do this easily and then market it to gullible Christians who would eat it up? Right. Oof. That was maybe, <laughs> maybe subtweeting, but okay. <laughs> right. But, uh, uh, Philippians 1, 9 through 11 of, um, I actually just posted this morning. So this is why I, I tried to trigger you on that one. But, uh, <laughs> of, uh, well, I didn't see it. So I'd... it's Paul praying for the, for, uh, the Philippians that they would increase in knowledge that they may approve what is excellent ah, yeah. so that they mm -hmm. may be innocent before God. Yep. 
and and that is they should gain more knowledge. He's praying for them to do yeah. that so they can gain more knowledge so that they know what is good. Mm-hmm. And they know not only what is good, but what is excellent. Yeah. And that's how they are innocent before God is by approving what is excellent. Yeah. Not what is okay. Not what is, you know, whatever. And but what is excellent. I feel like in that particular instance, it might be generally it's a moral referring to, more, yeah. well, to uh, moral not, perfection, yeah, right? Moral yeah. excellence and not like artistic excellence. But right. again, you, you can always go back to you do everything to the glory of God. Right? And that becomes a moral yeah, um, yes. a moral action. Um, yes, I mean because everything is a moral action. Exactly. If it's an action, <laughs> right? I guess one way or the other. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> that that is actually a different episode of the podcast. It's totally true. Yeah. We already did that episode of the podcast. <laughs> that was episode seven, I believe. Really? That yeah. early on? Conversation on morality. We were running out of ideas really fast. Yeah. <laughs> no. so, I mean, yeah. somehow we've done ninety-seven episodes of this. So, oh yeah, happy ninety-seven! By by the way, guys. Hey, we have. Two more episodes, and then we need to. We're doing the hundredth episode, mm-hmm. so that's crazy. I need to like get the list of questions yeah. together for that. Yeah, you do. Yeah. So that'll be all him. That'll be all his work. So I already yep. started studying. Really? Did you really? <laughs> oh, I mean, obviously, yeah. You've been posting about, like <laughs> listening to the episodes. <laughs> yeah, but okay. So, uh, so so here's the thing. So, when is it good? And helpful for the artist for you to them criticize them morally for putting bad theology or simply promoting something evil in their music say the first part of the question again when is it um good for the artist right when is it good for the person to criticize the morality of their art because they put either bad theology or um, promoting something evil with their art. Simple answer to that would be when it's when it's given in the spirit of gentleness and respect. <laughs> yes. Right. Like no, but but because there isn't. I don't when think there would be. Do that? Oh, like when? In... Like at what point does somebody cross a line where oh. you you have the right or maybe the moral obligation to maybe say something? Is I would say when people are when people are easily when people could be very easily confused and misled by it to believe something that's wrong. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's interesting though because like, I mean, I feel like uh, our current like modern era where we can simultaneously you know uh, instantaneously message someone from across the entire world, right? Like, mm-hmm. and and give them feedback on something when we don't personally know them kind of complicates the issue a little bit because obviously in 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 the era of, um, you know, the New Testament, you wouldn't have just like sent a letter to someone in China and been like, "Well, I don't, I don't appreciate this uh, s- singing that you're doing, and I like the lyrics that you." Because you didn't have the time, or <laughs> it the was knowledge. impossible. And like, right, like you gave criticism to those who were that you knew around you. that yeah. around you, mm-hmm. and you had personal experience with, because that was the only person you could give criticism to. And I'm just curious if there's maybe. If there's a difference between those two things, I, I definitely think that there you have more more of an obligation of a moral obligation, <laughs> more of a moral obligation to give criticism and rebuke to someone that you are closer to right. than to yeah. someone you are not. And I think probably the line is sh- like um, nearer to you, right? And and in the sense in the, in the that first case, it's, right? it's very curious of the wording of who we're supposed to love, right? Is it's you love your neighbor, and then who is my neighbor? 
and you they tell the story right. of like, the, who the is, good Samaritan. Who is the, my the neighbor? People you come across. <laughs> who is my neighbor in a society where we can instantaneously communicate with each other halfway around the world with a <laughs> button, it's, right? Like the, your neighbor is then the people you are around. And that might the people mm-hmm. you come into contact with, yeah, which is also through the internet, right? Of course, I'm just, I'm just, yeah. I don't have an answer. Like, I'm, I'm not saying that there isn't one or whatever. It, I'm just kind of like positing it. The, if it changes the paradigm, right? The paradigm like, of rebuke specifically, yeah. Um, and and I would say because we are now. Oh yeah, I just realized what culture. you did, Carly, when you when you did this. Because you're like, oh me. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's a good point. Uh, that's why we haven't, you know, told you off on all your bad theology. I sorry. I had to. I had wow. to make that joke. I'm wow. sorry. I really didn't wow. have to make that joke. I, you're great, but, uh, but I did. You are great, Carly, and your theology is great. But, oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, okay, can we take a moment to just talk about how weird a statement that is? Your theology is great. Your theology is great, <laughs> but like, it's not your theology, right? Yeah. Like, it would be the Bible's theology. Your understanding yeah. of Scripture astounds me. How about that? That's a that's better, and that's, and that's what we mean by your theology yeah. is great. Is that your your theology or your your understanding of scripture makes you to me seem like you are more godly than the other people I know who yeah. don't care, <laughs> yeah. right? Like that's that's what I would say. You're yeah. I see that you're bearing fruit, and a part of that is knowledge that you may approve it as excellence. But, but but what's what's just funny about that entire thing, right? Is that it's ultimately not even in a not even a statement of praise for the person because it's only ultimately just like. Wow, thanks God for leading them in sanctification, right? <laughs> right? Like I mean literally though. Yeah. Literally. It's uh, so funny. And that's why it just it weirds me out every time like we say, "Yeah, your theology is great." Like, right? Yeah. Like, it's just like, "Okay, well, thanks God for giving them good theology, I guess." I I my yeah. prayer life the, the, it's interesting of of how your prayer life changes when when you have when a proper you, understanding of the sovereignty of god yep when oh, you man. start realizing that seriously oh good works don't come from <laughs> us they come from god mm-hmm. first corinthians 15 oh yeah and yeah. then it's like huh it's not i that do the good works but the holy spirit who lives in me so <laughs> so can i compliment people <laughs> that's what but then but then you read prayers like paul who says like yeah he's complimenting people. literally complimenting people so but obviously he's, it's okay yeah. and and what he says is i thank god that you are yeah, like this for your faith and that's, yeah. yeah and that's the the thing is he's thanking god for these things and also complimenting them yeah exactly yeah, yeah and it's it seriously it's so yeah like what you just said right like your prayer life changes dramatically because like <laughs> i went from praying stuff like you know lord i pray that they would just do better right and that they would <laughs> the greatest <laughs> like, prayer right? of all time. <laughs> like i pray that you know they would get their life back on track uh-huh. it was all about it was like weird like medium between like it was almost like I was praying directly to that person. Like, right. I pray that you do better rather yeah. than like, Lord, please lead them and guide them in sanctification, yeah. right? Like, please renew in them a spirit in which like they will want to serve you and 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 like desire you. That's because I mean, and that's what's weird about I think one of the things that maybe maybe wrong with our current like evangelical prayer lives as a culture, right? Is the idea that we end up praying for things or people or situations rather than praying to God right. to do things in right. those people's situations, right. so on and so forth, right? It's like the idea of like rebuking yeah. Satan as right. opposed to praying to God to right. 
draw you know draw near to uh, to 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 help you draw near to him right. and like that he would continue to defeat the powers of darkness and so on and so forth right it's the idea that you we we had this mindset maybe that like we're supposed to like directly intervene for these people through prayer when it's really we're just asking god to intervene for those people right. through prayer and and okay so just just uh if if we still have listeners that are arminians and um and not like the sovereignty of god but we'll, we'll give them a question to think about is that why in the world would you ever pray for god to do anything if god is not sovereign over salvation if god is not sovereign over what well, that's people the, do that's the kicker Christians. right like it's the idea that like i i think that most most people unless they're like super pelagian um like agree that god agree does that god things, is just doesn't change people yeah lives. yeah because well, yeah, i was sovereign. i was raised assemblies of god and mm-hmm. i definitely was taught that god was sovereign over everything right but it was a little bit different of like in what ways in relation to free will primarily right it's the idea that like god is sovereign over everything but he chooses specifically yeah. not to be sovereign oh, yeah. over our will and but yeah. when it comes down to right like why would you ever pray to god for salvation yeah. of someone else right why would you yeah. ever pray to god to like that this person would be saved when god has right. no say in it right. apparently right and, like if, and why would you okay so let's say i i pray that that God will change the circumstances of their life and do this and do yeah. that so that they'll be saved. That's like, manipulation. God is literally, he's not making them be a Christian. He's just manipulating them into be a Christian. And it's like, isn't that basically the same thing? Isn't right? that not even worse? Yeah, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that, yeah, but, but okay. So th- I would, anyway. I, that is a rabbit trail, but this is a very good segue into the saying, if you do not know somebody personally and you want to criticize um, them. You want to offer correction or criticism i would say the better thing to do for them would be to pray and not yeah. that you shouldn't mm. criticize their yeah. or them but i would say the better yeah. thing to do would be to pray for them pray for their the art that they make so that people want to misunderstand it and specifically pray for the people who listen to that art so they will not be fooled or uh led astray yeah. by that false teaching i i kept thinking you're going somewhere else i agree with all that but i would add and this is something that i have maybe personally prayed for a lot as, I've, as my understanding of prayer has changed, right, is the idea that I know that I maybe don't have the right in a lot of situations to speak truth into someone's life in the same way, mm. but rather specifically praying, like, and I think this maybe is very directly applicable to, an, like, a Christian artist, right, that you don't have influence over. Pray for the people in their life right. who do, right? right? Who do have influence over them and, and have the right mm-hmm. to speak truth into their yeah. lives. Pray right. that God would bring those people to an understanding of, of like maybe where their their friend is going wrong, right? right? And then have them and then pray that they would bring this to them, right? Because yeah. that will be infinitely more effective than a, a YouTube comment, right, from you, right. you know, criticizing their art, however peacefully and gently it's it's proposed, <laughs> right? right. Um, okay, so then, um, so. From there, obviously, I would just say that if you want to criticize somebody's art, um, and because of its moral implications, like over the uh, uh, like the internet kind of a thing, where you don't know the person and you can't visit them, right? I would say the thing to do would be as well just ask questions. Is, um, is this a representation of what you believe? And then ask them, instead mm. of saying, this is wrong, ask them to show you where in scripture 
it says those things. And you, Where in scripture and, is it right? <laughs> right. And I would say, don't even tell them anything else after that. Yeah. Ask them questions, make them think, yeah. and then let it be. You disappear off the face of the planet like most people, like most artists <laughs> that respond to comments do. <laughs> after they say something they don't like, they just disappear and you never hear from them again. But just thinking about, okay, um, I got them to think about why they believe what they believe. And mm -hmm. then God will change their heart and their mind about yeah. what they believe about this thing. Wow. If they are saved. Dude, you're so wise. Like, <laughs> I, I, haven't <laughs> yeah, thought, dang. I haven't thought about that, recently, <laughs> but that like, I feel like I have been, I mean, I, I know that I have in the past done that very wrong. Right. Well, me too. <laughs> yeah, you too. Fair. That's fair. why I'm able to say that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's understandable. But right. That's definitely <laughs> something that I needed to hear because I've, I've been maybe feeling very impotent in the face of like stuff like that where like it's it's you know the idea that someone has said something on the internet that i'm just like oh wow what why do you right okay and then i feel like if i just comment on it it's just gonna become a big thing and i don't like i don't care enough and, and i don't feel it'll be effective at all but i think that is a valid thing you can always do in any situation is just ask a question right right ask them why they believe what they believe right yeah. and then listen to them right and hopefully them mm. thinking about it will and then maybe maybe just kindly offering a scripture that maybe maybe right. would go against what they said yeah, right and, and it's if i would and say it, it definitely it. depends on if they respond true yeah, yeah, yeah. and and how they respond if yeah. they respond defensively i would say just let it be and yeah. don't try to throw a bible verse at them mm -hmm. but if they're like huh that's a good point then right. you would say Be like can you know, i offer you this scripture yeah, this yeah. is how i view it yeah and maybe you should think upon this mm, absolutely you know, yeah. you know and then and then that's all you're doing and then because you know you don't have that authority in their life because they don't know who you are mm -hmm. and for the same reason that you don't know if they're a christian they don't know if you're a christian so why should they respect you yeah right mm. right and that's that <laughs> see that's the kind of thing that i was thinking about when i when we were talking about like the whole social media paradigm because like you don't have the same checks and balances that you would mm -hmm. in a local congregation, because right? You don't see their fruit. You don't see their fruit, so you yeah. don't know if I if you should even listen to them, mm -hmm. right? Because it literally says in scripture, don't listen to people who don't throw your pearls before swine, right? Yep. Like don't don't uh, don't waste your time. Don't waste your time with yep. someone who may or may not even be in Christ, right? right? You should absolutely listen to criticism from a person who is you know a christian and right. is, is has the right in your life to like offer you criticism right but like not necessarily you know otherwise you know if it's if it's not someone who has that sort of uh authority in your life okay carly is that your cat or your dog <laughs> no that was my mom i knew as soon as you asked oh, that no. question connor that was gonna oh, be the no, answer I, thought, I don't I, have a cat or a dog <laughs> i was hearing like a little clicking noise so her... i thought that somebody was, that was like, my headphones you. turning oh. my headphones down oh, okay oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear i'm sorry oh, no. she's fine uh, <laughs> But, but I, that's just what I, I thought, like, there was a dog, like, shaking shaking his head, and that's what I was hearing. But <laughs> we're anyway, just used to that sort of, those sorts yep, of sounds, we're yeah. We're used to those sounds. We hear those a lot. Okay, all right, anyway, we're going to fly away from this topic. But okay, so then... Oh, so, so then, talking about birds now? Do you have a bird, Carl? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, just flabbergasted get it? at that point. Yep, I get fly. It. Yep. <laughs> yep. All right, well. Okay, so... So I would say then what we should go through to from there is the other side of it is how to take criticism. Yeah. Um, because 
So you want to get into the thing about Ray Falcon then? Right. No. I, I, I'm getting there, kid. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm Fine. Kidding. No, um, uh, honestly, though, I feel like... Um, <laughs> just Okay, just a little bit more of a, of a background before I get into it. If, of, of describing my experience with people who who you do criticize. And yeah. we've all been here before, right, where you, you have a problem with some sort of artist or some sort of Facebook page or whatever, and... What you do is you think, huh, maybe I can make a difference. And you send them a private message, which they never respond to, never <laughs> see. Right. And then you're like, okay, maybe I should be brave and put a public comment on there and risk everybody else jumping on me and, <laughs> and not the actual person I'm trying to talk to. And then you do that and you still don't get a response. And then there comes rare moments like the time <laughs> I was talking with the classic crime where they do respond, but they respond like a jerk. And instead of and instead of looking nope. <laughs> to, to to hear what you have to say, they're looking to justify their position in front of their audience. Mm. And so it's very tricky and it's very dumb. And um, <laughs> what I find very common, um, and and very similar is pastors, who don't want to hear criticism about how they uh, teach. And I would say, mm. in in a sense, it's like the sermon is a is their like song or their their book or whatever and because somebody has something to say that's negative about it they don't want to hear it and it's because we do not understand how to take criticism because of pride we think that what we have done is good and if somebody doesn't like it it's their problem because you know we're so high and mighty Right, and that is just the dumbest way to think on the planet. And again, we're we're still talking. Everything we just said about giving criticism is absolutely still applicable in all of these situations, yes. right? Like we, when you were giving any of this criticism, you're doing it with the spirit of gentleness and respect, yes. right? And you know, usually what you said, right? Like asking questions, trying to help understand where they're coming from, right? And yeah, but uh, and I would provoke, say though, provoke thought in them as to like maybe yes. why they did this. Or yes, that. absolutely. That's how you should give criticism. But I would say how you should take criticism, whether it is the way you should give mm. criticism or not, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is still the same way. That sure. you should listen to what they have to say, no matter how ridiculous or stupid they sound, listen to what they say, and then <laughs> be able to give a response. And for the same reason that you might not want to give criticism or waste your time with somebody who responds negatively, for the same reason that you might not want to hear criticism, that is absolutely pointless. But you should hear them out first. But then you should follow the principle of do not throw your pearls to your swine. Don't 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 bother do explaining yourself. Don't throw your pearls to, to your swine. Don't throw your, your pearls, pearls to, to the, the swine. swine. Yes, thank you. Um, it would be. It's the same principle of and everybody do not answer. Do not answer a fool according to his folly, lest you be like him. Right. Answer a fool according to his folly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lest he be wiser sure, sure, than sure, sure. eyes. Yeah. That you shouldn't. That if you are receiving yeah. criticism from an idiot, you should listen to them. Realize they're a fool and an idiot. And then instead of trying to be like them, what you day what you say is, yeah, no, uh, I think this is silly. I'm not going to have this conversation with you. Um, uh, I prime example of the the dichotomy you're describing right there is Jeff Durbin in Apologia Studios. Yeah. Um, basically, <laughs> anytime he ever is having a conversation with a non Christian at like <laughs> where they're protesting in front of Planned Parenthood or anything like that. He like that's what presuppositional apologetics is a, is about, right? Yeah. It's the idea of answering the fool according to his folly. Yep. It's pointing out the inconsistencies yeah. of his own worldviews, his own way of yeah. of coming about things, his own way of um, of trying to be defensive about his his 
viewpoints, right? Yeah. You answer them according to them, their folly and and show them the, their inconsistencies, yeah. right? You, you you reverse the tables on them and say, okay, well, if what you're saying is true, then this would follow and this would follow. And do, do you agree with that, right? right? And then trying to get them to see how their own position might be inconsistent. Right. Um, and yeah. I mean, you could do that with them, if, especially I, I would always love and I, and I hate that I that I can say this, but I would always love it when I was younger and I would like post things on Facebook or talk about things at youth group or whatever that was, you know, all about, you know, God's justice and wrath and how we never talk about that. And somebody would try to tell me, no, you're you know, you should not say that because God is just love. And and it would just I, I would love you it when they like would that? do that because mm-hmm. I was like. Oh, you have fallen <laughs> into the trap of you literally just mocked and insulted me because I didn't put God in his loving position. And you know what you're being right now? Definitely not loving. You're being the God that I'm presenting, that, that you think I'm presenting, mm-hmm. that is a God that's all jerk. And yeah. you're literally being that God. <laughs> Wow, that explains so much about like teenage Connor to me. It does. <laughs> is is you have fallen well, into my trap? I mean, I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't I know, think that I, I wasn't setting a trap. For right, that. I know. I just when yeah. when people were angry at me and disagreed with me, I would want them to say something so that I so that I wasn't bringing it up. They were bringing it up, and then I could say, "You realize what you're doing, right?" I would answer the fool according to his folly and say, yeah. you're literally practicing hate by saying I should <laughs> preach about God's hatred as in Psalms 5-5. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, right? Like, obviously, the uh, the idea of answering a fool according to his folly is good and you right. should do that. But I feel like you're, you're pointing out, like, a little bit of a pride thing. Oh, your, yeah. You're right. Your, your personal life beforehand, right? Where it's like, you're like, oh, yes, I can perfectly exemplify this right. verse now. Thank right. you very much, jerk. <laughs> right. I mean... In, in in a little way, I would say yes, but for the most part, I would say when I was in those positions, I I knew that they were a problem. But but and, and I feel like the 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 thing that I struggled with the most was loving that person. Instead, I was trying to love all the people that they were around and were witnessing to, right? That was the main thing for me is is I didn't believe that person was a Christian because mm-hmm. they preached a false gospel. So I would want them to get mad at me so that I could then present the position of okay, look, this is where you're inconsistent so that I could prove not to them, but to the people around them that they were not a Christian. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and so I struggle with the fact of loving them, but at the same time, and, and like I think about some of the, the conversations that I had, and for, for, for the most part, I would say I am proud that I said the things that I said, but there was definitely sometimes, and, and maybe I'm under-exaggerating, maybe I'm over-exaggerating, but there are definitely some times where it was all about, I have biblical knowledge that you do not have. And I like being able to say, hey, this is what the Bible says. You're wrong. <laughs> right? And that obviously was wrong. Knowledge but, puffs up. Yeah. Yes. Knowledge it puffs does. up, but love edifies. Yeah. But how do we know what love is? Through knowledge. But knowledge comes from above. <laughs> Pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um. So I do have uh, more things to say on the topic of, of, uh, um, what's it called? Uh, receiving criticism because of an experience I literally had yesterday with Rick Comfort. But before we get to that, after the, and obviously we're going to a commercial break too. Mm-hmm. No, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, no, but uh, Carly or Caleb, do you have anything else to say? Specifically Carly, so that yeah. we give you the chance to talk without interrupting us because there's a time delay. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't think I have anything extra to say on that. 
Have you experienced any of these situations as well of like Do you have any examples to give from your own life? Um yeah. So there um there is I don't know if this example fits as well as I think it does, but um at at our school, um I don't remember what month it was. Um I might have just tried to like block it out of my memory. Oh, no. But um there were some people that showed up on our campus after school and um they were technically not on campus, so it was still legal. They were on public property. They were on the sidewalk right mm-hmm. outside of campus and with all you know, signs like you're going to hell and stuff like that. Oh lovely. And um oh. of course everyone everyone at our school thought that because Currently, they were putting on a, they were about to put on a production of uh, The Laramie Project, which is about a gay man that was murdered. And mm-hmm. so everyone in the school assumed that it was a protest against the play, even though right. it was not. Because I went to Winter Jam and those same people were there. But um, <laughs> they just go protest all the Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, I know the kind of people you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. But like the, the news covered it. And um, there was a, a mom that they, that they talked to or something that was saying, um, you know, I mean, I, I agree that that's not how you should present the gospel because it is not effective, but, um, and in the rare cases that it could be, I don't think it's worth angering that many people, yeah. but, um, yeah, it's, that's a more like, and, and getting people mad at Christians. Yeah. And even though not every Christian does that, thankfully, right. um, but <laughs> this mom was there saying, um, no one should be telling that to kids. And I was like, well, hold on. It is truth. You shouldn't present it that way. But, you know, people should be hearing that because that is the gospel message. It yeah. just wasn't presented correctly. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and it's still important to know that hell is a thing and you are right. going there if you don't yeah. repent and follow Jesus. Right. And and was it was the signs literally just you're going to hell or were there like repent and follow it was it was more things like that but it was like basically variations of that it was you know Mm -hmm. repent and stuff like that but it wasn't it it wasn't wasn't the clear message that the gospel actually is yeah it was a protest of people they wanted to repent they were protesting the fact that people hadn't repented yet and that's messed up yeah (laughs) (laughs) right like like it's the the gospel is not a protest for people it's it's an exhortation. It's a calling for people to do this thing so that they will be blessed with eternal life. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna quote that on Twitter. The gospel is not a protest, it's an exhortation. That's a great okay. quote. Alright, that's cool. Which I was actually <laughs> talking to someone about that today. The um the quote unquote protest. I don't know what else to call it, mm-hmm. but um even though it wasn't a protest, but right. um but I was talking to, um, obviously this isn't really relevant, but someone that I've actually known that's, that went to my church when I was younger and I've known him since I was like three, um, and just like met up with him again today. I didn't realize he went to my school, but, um, and he was saying, um, that because he walks home and they weren't letting anyone, um, walk off campus unless, you know, they had to. Um, cause it was the end of the day. So they were just telling people, get on your bus, like ignore them or whatever. Right. Um, and so he started walking home and 
literally went up to them and was like, what are you doing? And they were literally saying, we're telling these people to repent because they're sinners and they're going to go to hell and stuff. And <laughs> so, um, so their, their message like face to face wasn't even like with love. It was right. just trying to get the message across and not right. using yeah. that, um, love that the gospel is also about to share that message. I so wish that we had protesters at our public school high schools so that I could <laughs> I totally I totally wanted to go up to them right. but I don't walk home so I I yeah. had to just get on the bus <laughs> you didn't have like a good opportunity right. I wouldn't have yeah because they wouldn't have let me walk up to them so yeah. I mean that's good I totally I wanted guess. to though but but I think that that's a good thing and and that might have been a god thing as well but I think <laughs> it's a good thing that the school didn't let you right like I, like that's a good thing so. yeah <laughs> Maybe God was like, listen, Carly, I know you have good intentions here, but <laughs> what you're about to say, like, I, like, you know, because I can see into the corridors of time, I know that what you were about to, you know, what you would have ended up saying to these people wouldn't have been effective, so I'm just gonna right. rain that back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I definitely have experienced that in my life, yeah. too, of, of different things where I'm like, if only they were they were closer to me and I could say something, I would, and they would fear God and me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that was the reason that I wasn't able to speak to them. Yeah, because <laughs> you were more interested in them fearing you. Yeah, um, I I've definitely had situations like I I've I've had situations more towards, and I, I think they're a little bit more benign um, than that. But like the idea of right, um, a friend of mine being like, like uh, a like emotionally and verbally abused by someone or something mm -hmm. like that right and and it happened like just before like i arrived to a place or something uh, right and i'm like if i had just been there i could have mm. just chewed them out and like right, <laughs> right? was it me no oh, okay what oh that actually yes <laughs> that too i know what you're talking about i was i was more referring to like maddie and mickey and, and those, those sorts of situations uh, yeah, like yeah. yeah those sorts of things um where it's just like oh i wish i would have been like there at church in time to see to like to see, see that see happening, that happening. Yep. so that i could intervene on that person's right. behalf um right it, it was yeah. less about like i'm gonna go tell that person off more like right. i wish it i would have been there for yeah. that person to like intercede in, mm -hmm. it was the john wayne cleaver thing of i was more worried about protecting the people that these people were hurting yep. rather than hurting the people that were hurting other people yep and 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 in order to protect people you need to hurt people sometimes yeah and that's good. But it has to do with your but motivations. It's, if so. your motivation is, I want to... I want to hurt this person. I want to hurt this person, <laughs> and my excuse is I'm protecting them. That's yeah. wrong, because your intention is your motivation is, is to protect someone, and your means is to right. defend by her. And I think that's also something very important to think about when you're talking about criticizing art, is mm. if it's if it's a thing of, like, it, you're angry at them for making art that people like, but it's wrong... And maybe it's a, even maybe maybe it's even something of jealousy, right? Yeah. Like like they make such good music, <laughs> but my lyrics are so much better, so I'm angry right. at them, and I want my, to tell my them that they're are, wrong. My lyrics are actually godly, right? <laughs> right. And, and it's like, yeah. oh God, why can't why can't you make my lyrics this or my music this yeah. good so that people listen to my lyrics, right? And right. all I can think about is uh, is Shylin singing the song about the 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 seven thousand, where he's like he's like he's like I've got seven thousand people. Uh, that listen to my music and he's like all you all you the 7,000 out there this song's for you <laughs> that's all I could think about is him just being like hey I have 7,000 people that listen to me and you know uh, people other people other hip hop artists that are claim to be Christians have more but 
their lyrics aren't, you know, scripturally based. So, but that doesn't bother me, mm. right? Like I'm going to tell them off, but that doesn't bother me that it's, I only have 7,000 listeners because I want to teach them what God has taught me. Yeah. Tie, tying together what you were just saying about, um, those two, those two situations, right? Like the idea of having motivations that are correct. It's mm-hmm. the idea, right. Of like, are you, when you give criticism, is your motivation to, to help them see what is good or to show them that what they are seeing yeah. currently is bad, right? right? Like, are, are you just trying to see, are you just trying to show them, look how bad you are? Right. Or are you trying to point them to what is good? Right. What is your motivation there? Are you, are you, is, like in, in all theology, right? Do you have negative theology or positive theology? Yep. Are you pointing people away from bad things? Or are you pointing people towards good things? Right. Yeah. And, and there's a uh, profound difference in the way you come across when you have a, uh, you know, an idea towards pointing someone to the correct thing rather than just pointing them away from the bad, the thing that you've deemed <laughs> is bad. The, the person that immediately comes to my head is Leighton Flowers who is the uh, president of uh, the cheapest uh, American Christian college in America. Um, cheap in... Cheapest. Like, it, like, like the price. price? It's, uh, when I was looking up prices for Christian colleges, it was <laughs> oh. the cheapest, and I looked it up, and the president was literally late in flowers, and I was upset. But anyway, so... Uh, Who's late in flowers? Oh, oh, I'm getting to that. Part. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, so... Uh, <laughs> the, the, I forget what the, I think it was Trinity Episcopal Episcopal. Church? Episcopal 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 I think I think it was Trinity Episcopal I think that was what the college was called mm-hmm. that might have been the other one though I could be wrong of which college it was but if you so if you're looking it up this the guy don't the, quote the me president on. is Lane Flowers uh, of the guy who like founded it or yeah. or whatever <laughs> um, and so uh, he his ministry. And you ask anybody this, and they will tell you pretty well. Anybody that's not like uh, um, biased towards Leighton Flowers, you ask them what Leighton Flowers is about, and he is about anti-Calvinism. Oh, that guy. He is the guy that every single (laughs) message, every single everything that he teaches about is to disprove the sovereignty of God in the sense that Calvinism is wrong. And instead of him teaching sound doctrine, he teaches sound doctrine from the fact that Calvinism is wrong. And so this is true, right? It's the idea, yeah. It's the negative versus positive, positive yes. theology, right? It's that he doesn't, he doesn't, he's not focusing on saying like, guys, this is why, like, you know, free will is a thing, and like, right. you know, God's love through this and whatever. He's not trying to like point them toward the positive side of he's whatever. Not he's not pointing teaching. them to Christ. He's pointing them away from Calvinism. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, Which and doesn't so, necessarily go to Christ, yeah. because no. there's a lot of different things other than Calvinism yeah. that you could believe that still <laughs> yes. wouldn't be Christ. <laughs> yeah, it still wouldn't be Christ. Yeah. Right. Oh gosh, that's so good. Yeah, right. Like it's the idea yeah. that like, uh, if your entire uh thing is like bashing um hot dogs, for example, like okay, guys, you, far as you just do don't eat hot dogs. Like right. th- that is the that's the focus of what I'm trying to t- to speak to you. Right. Do not eat hot dogs. But if you don't tell them what to eat instead, yeah, it's entirely possible they just go to ice to a bowl of ice cream and they eat that, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's okay. The only thing I learned today was I'm not supposed to eat hot dogs. I don't know what I'm supposed to eat now, but yeah, I don't know what I that's am. That's like someone to eat. saying that's like someone saying like going up to a pastor and asking what does the Bible say about this? Like where can I find that? And then them saying 
well, Calvinism says this and that's wrong, and then not giving them the actual answer what they're looking for. <laughs> yeah, someone's yes. like, all right, um, so what does the Bible have to say about um, uh, about swearing, for example, right? And, mm -hmm. and then just be like, well, you know, the most important thing I have to tell you is that swearing is effing awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much what... Well, well, no, I, no. It, it's the idea that, like, uh, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of that. Maybe and anybody wasn't a good who tells analogy. you, and anybody who tells you that swearing is bad is stupid. Right? Is that idea bad. right? It's yep. that you know. Okay, so what? You no, know, what does the Bible teach about swearing? It's like, well, um, people I, who say swearing is wrong are stupid. Exactly. That's what you would say, right? It's it's that <laughs> that that yeah. weirdness where you're not telling them what the Bible says about it. You're just telling what what the people they don't like say about that thing. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I think we've taken that those these analogies as far as we can go. Yeah. Just gonna just move on. <laughs> uh, and if anybody thinks that that a pastor would actually <laughs> say my my previous statement, uh, he'd be surprised. <laughs> Using the term pastor loosely. Yeah. Um, okay. So so going off of pastors again though, um, I think it is so important for a Christian pastor to for the reason of somebody wanting to ask questions to be okay with criticism oh, yeah, you're talking about of, of people who, who want to be able to come to them and say, Hey, Christianity is a lot to do with apologetics of giving a reason for why you believe what you believe. So if somebody comes up to you and says, Hey, I was told that this was wrong and you're teaching mm -hmm. this. How does this make sense? And that's criticism, right? And a pastor should not say, Hey, look, I don't have time for that. I don't, I don't want this negative influence in my life or, or just, you know, pastors that try to stay away from them and just say, hey, look, like, I'm not, I, I don't have uh, a, a passion for, you know, responding to criticism. I just want you to hear what I have to say. And, you know, then the rest is between you and God, mm -hmm. right? Like, that's the worst thing you could possibly do because then you will, no Christian can ever go to that pastor for questions. <laughs> they can never learn anything besides what they are teaching. So that the pastor is always the one deciding what you will learn instead of the Christian being able to be who's being sanctified on their own by the Holy Spirit can never come to that pastor looking for answers and will not be able to find them. Um, so not only that, but then you're not going to keep you learning. You're, you're, you're not going to be learning as a pastor. If you don't um, hear criticism, then first of all, you don't know when you're wrong and pastors quite frankly, are sometimes wrong. Because <laughs> they're people, right? they're yeah. people. Yeah. We don't live with popes, right? The, you know, Christians are pastors. Pastors are Christians, right? Well, not, not other, no, Christians that's not what I meant. No, not all Christians are pastors, but all pastors are Christians. That's what yeah. I meant to say. Um, and so a pastor is a Christian just like you, right? So you should be able to tell them, hey, I think biblically speaking, that was wrong. And then that is you holding your pastor accountable and your pastor should desire that, that they are like, Hey, my congregation cares about what I believe and I should listen to them. Even if they're totally wrong, I should hear them out and then not answer the fool according to his folly. Let's not be like him, but answer the fool according to his folly that he, lest he be wise in his own eyes. Mm -hmm. 
right? So you should be able to have that conversation with them. Right. And and I was trying to look up these verses, but I, I found Matthew that. 18. Um, yeah, right. Matthew 18. This, th- that's why this is what, what we're talking about right here is important is because, you know, it says in uh, Matthew 18, 15, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between mm-hmm. you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained your brother. Right. But he does, if he does not listen, take one or two others along with you that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. That's that's going directly back to the Old Testament, by the way. Um, the evidence of two or three witnesses. Yep. That, that was right. an actual Israelite law. That's how you would convict somebody. They had, there had to be law. two or three witnesses um, to, to, a, to a, a crime, right? That they would testify that this happened for it to be even convict, you know. Mm-hmm. Even possible and people say Old Testament law isn't isn't isn't, isn't applicable important. or yeah. important to our <laughs> lives today. And Absolutely, G- Jesus is. said, "I did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it." Yep. Um. But then you know, verse seventeen: If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen to even to the church, let him do to be to mm-hmm. you as a gentile or a tax collector. Yep. Right. It's the idea and that, that would count for a pastor too. It, right. Exactly. It's just a, a fellow Christian, in which yep. they are. Right. And so, if right, if it, in in teaching something that may be false could be an issue right mm-hmm. and and that doesn't mean that it's necessarily a sin and you're you're immediately right but mm-hmm. bringing it before them is a thing that is biblically okay to do right and you bring it before them you ask you know hey like i mean maybe maybe first like get advice from from other christians around you right and be like hey am i overthinking this and like we be be studying this don't just like need your reaction be like oh i don't think what you said was right and mm-hmm. then go talk to your pastor about it right but like be in scripture and if you find something that may be unscriptural that right. you know a person in authority over you said right it's totally okay as you know we're called to come before each other lovingly right. you know mutual submission right. and be able to bring a correction or a rebuke to someone yeah. in a spirit of gentleness right mm-hmm. and if they don't listen to you and you are you're still you have a conviction that this is wrong then bring you know two or three others and maybe come right like you know that that sort of thing is still applicable and then like right like if, like if your pastor is literally just randomly starts teaching that like i don't know some something that's just not right about scripture at mm-hmm. all right like and is misleading or whatever like doesn't like post-millennialism no i'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding i'm just kidding <laughs> no i'm trying to think of like a like like an actual important doctrine like Maybe the Trinity isn't a thing. Right. Or like right. maybe like misconstruing the <laughs> Trinity or something like that. Right. Where it's just like, you know, I, you know, I'm starting to think that maybe we're, we're misunderstanding the Trinity and, and right. that God is actually just one person. I mean, just misrepresenting the gospel at any point in right. time. But, but saying, that's the you know, sort of thing. We shouldn't talk about repentance as much as we talk yeah. about the love of God. That would be critical to talk about or even something about not wanting to preach the gospel as much. Right. Like that should be something you talk to your pastor about if, Hey, you know, when is the next time you're going to say we should preach the gospel? Yeah, and I think <laughs> you know? I think the important thing here, right, is that um, Matthew the Matthew 18 principle is only applicable if a sin has actually been committed. Right. And and if you if you go up to your pastor and and they like explain to you like you know this is why I believe this is what the scripture says and whatever and it's it's one of those tertiary things right where it's obviously not like a primary doctrine then. Right okay that's then the way okay. it is right then yeah they're they're a pastor right like they probably know things about scripture it doesn't mean that you have 100 percent everything right in your life right, right. either so um you and, just yeah. being able to just continue going back to scripture and be like okay well let's keep studying this or whatever yeah. right um, and, and i would say be careful not to agree to disagree in yeah. the sense that you both agree that you just don't disagree and you just you just don't care about the issue enough right because we are commanded in scripture in scripture oh my goodness <laughs> we are commanded in scripture to agree and to have unity 
mm. in everything that we believe. To be in one mind, yeah. So we should be able to sit down and have conversations with our pastors about swearing and come to a conclusion of, yeah, this is what scripture says, right? And we should be able to sit there and talk with each other gently and with respect until we come to that conclusion because mm -hmm. we're both Christians, right? We should be able to sit down and submit to not each other, just, well, not just to each other, but to scripture, mm -hmm. right? And if scripture says something, we should be like, yeah, that's what scripture says. Yeah. And it's, and it's interesting how often when I talk to an actual Christian about uh, a tertiary doctrine, we will sit down and the more we read scripture, the more we bring up scripture, the more we both realize where each other's perspectives are coming from. And we find a kind of middle ground in the sense of, oh, I see you said this verse, I said this verse, but they're both true. So, mm -hmm. oh, so we I might see. just be, and it might be just be an issue of focus, right? An unbalanced like, uh, theology where yeah. mm -hmm. I'm leaning this way on the horse, you're leaning that way on the horse, and we both just straighten each other out. Then we just helped each other. Why is that bad? <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. No, we're both not falling off the horse anymore. <laughs> uh, my life did is a just, lot more comfortable. Did you just randomly come up with that analogy? No, that's been a, that's been an analogy for a while. Where <laughs> falling off the horse of theology? Who's ever said unbalanced that? Unbalanced theology. I don't know. I've Pastor never White, I'm pretty sure has. Yeah, it sounds like something he'd say. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, and then, okay, so another thing just to throw out there, especially for a, just for, for pastors, but also just for all of us, Proverbs 12, 1, whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but he who hates reproof is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a Bible verse, man. Um, like, <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and, and like, he yeah. hates reproof, he who hates correction is stupid. Yeah. If you, if you hate it when people correct you with scripture, you dumb. <laughs> like, that's literally what the Bible says. Um, and I would be very careful if you did want to tell somebody that verse, right? If you're trying to get somebody to see that correction is a good thing, I'd be very careful on how you use that verse because, mm. you Yeah, know, you don't want to just go up. It's like, you, hey, you, you try dumb. to correct someone right. and they, they are to get defensive and you're just like, you're dumb. You're yep. stupid. You're Scripture stupid. says you're stupid. The Bible stupid. says you're stupid. That's not right. doing it with gentleness. Right. <laughs> exactly. And, but but it, it makes me think of, boy, how do you ever use that verse with gentleness and respect? <laughs> but but I'm sure there's a way. <laughs> I mean, iron sharpens iron. Right. So iron sharpens iron. Sometimes you need to take a hammer to someone. Like, right. it has to be in the proper context, right? right? And you have to know that it will be effective towards them, right? right? Um, it's the sort of thing, right, when you were talking about, Carly, the protests, right? That sort of hard, like, fire and brimstone um, presentation, it, while, you know, corrected just slightly to be a bit more gospel centered right in in an individual on individual basis may be entirely effective to someone right where you'd be like listen this is the way it is right like that this is an incredibly important thing and you need to listen to it but yeah. you have to know that, that that person will be able to take that in a spirit in which it will actually help them and not that you're just not going to make them angry for no reason right right um like I, I know, for example, that we, we have a friend um, named Seth, and he's actually been on the podcast before. But he's oh, yeah. the kind he's the kind of person, right? Where I know that I could say something like that to him, and right. he would just take it because right. he's that kind of person, right? And he right. knows that he's like, and he yep, I get you, yeah, and he'll dish yeah, it back to right? you, right? Like, like he, I, I mean, I, I just that, he'll those call are the out kind of things that I love, right? It, right? Is is you know, Seth, whether he's right or wrong in the situation, I I love that he he just says to me, hey this is stupid and you're being stupid for doing it. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, Hey, thanks. Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I appreciate that. And, yeah. and I mean, that's how all Christian relationships should be is where I should be able to, you know, come to a Christian friend and be like, Hey, what you're doing is absolutely dumb and it's going against scripture. And that Christian should be able to be like, huh? <laughs> well, yeah, they, they should either be able right. to like, yeah. When you point out scripture to them, be like, okay, I see that. And yes, right. you're right. Or be able to, with gentleness and respect, present their case for why it's possible you are 
being right. wrong in what you're presenting. Right. right. And and you should both be able to be able to have not the... not be trying to understand the other person, be trying to understand scripture. Mm. And that's far more important. And that's what both of you should be aiming to do is yeah, understand it's, scripture together. It's not just that like, okay, I, I understand where your personal feelings are right. towards this matter, but rather you're both trying to bend your your minds and your hearts towards Christ towards and Christ. what he wants. Yeah. yeah. And that's the point of having those arguments is to point each other to Christ. Oh. But another Discussions. thing that, yes, okay, all right, sure. <laughs> um, but another thing that I've been thinking about recently is just of how, how um, certain certain words will or certain certain things that people say that we have no respect for will still stick in our heads. Of 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 how and, and I want to ask you to this of how often you have had experiences where you know that somebody is totally a jerk. But they said something true about you that you that hurt you that stuck with you for like a very long time. <laughs> I've definitely had yeah instances of that. I'm trying right. to think of like a specific example. Carly, have you have you had the same thing? Yeah, yeah. I can't think of any like specific. I can't either. Like words but well yeah that's why you pass it off to us <laughs> jerk no no i'm I, i'm not trying to give a specific example. i'm just right. bringing up the point of uh, it's a thing it's yeah. a thing that we all do where yeah even if we don't respect the person or we know that the, what they're saying is wrong it still sticks in our heads and we think about it because you know we we care about what other people think it is good to care about what other people think because you're looking for wisdom mm -hmm. in other people as well. Mm -hmm. And if the thing of like, uh, he who seeks counsel is, is wise, mm -hmm. right? Is he who seeks wise counsel is, you know, uh, or blessed is the man who seeks wise counsel, mm -hmm. I think is what the problem is. I mean, I, yeah, is. I'm just the kind of person who maybe he just doesn't like conflict at all. Right. Um, and so when those situations come up, I tend to overthink everything a lot. Mm -hmm. And so, right, like it, it will get to a situation where someone has said something and maybe if I was in a better mindset, I would just be able to respond. And to, in order to get them to understand. Or, or whatever, right? But most right. of the time it ends up being one of two things. Either I overreact and respond defensively right. because I'm angered myself or I just don't say anything. Right. And and this happens a lot with a certain friend that I, I think you probably know who I'm talking about <laughs> where they'll say something and i will instantly have a knee-jerk reaction in my gut to be like okay that was really wrong what you right. just said but i know that if i started saying something it would turn into big, a bigger thing than i wanted i would want it to right. and so i end up just saying nothing but then i think about that thing that that person said yep. like for years afterwards right right where months months and months afterwards i will just still be like <laughs> Yeah. Okay, I, I know, now I have a perfectly formulated response to what I would have said if yeah. I would have been thinking correctly right. in that moment. <laughs> and, I, and I think, yeah. and, and this is something I've been talking with uh, uh, somebody I'm mentoring, actually, of, of how often we don't say things. Yeah. And we should say something mm. because even if it's not the greatest response, even if it's no. something that might something hurt their learn. feelings, yeah. is that we should say something because saying something is so much more important for them to hear than you saying nothing and waiting for a better response. That and you I, at least you had an opportunity <laughs> right there. And even if you do, if you even if you think that you're going to be angry when you have the conversation, you should at least say something. So that maybe not get into it with them at the moment, but just say, "Hey, look, I'm angry right now, but I have to say something to you because I know if I don't, we're never going to talk about this, and mm. I need you to hear this truth." Mm -hmm. Right? 
Um, I think that, so what you said, were saying earlier, I think is basically the perfect response for those sorts of situations. Ask a question. Yeah. That is what, that is what the response needs to be. Yeah. Right. It's not, mm-hmm. oh, that was wrong. Hey, let me tell you why it's like, so <laughs> for example, say, say like an example that I, I can remember now. And obviously I won't say names or anything like that. But this person said to me, like we were talking about um, racism and I, I said, you know, this, this person, I, we were actually talking about a uh, misborn and, and I was like, you know, Kelsier is racist against the, the nobleman. Oh, yeah. And they were like, that's not racism. That's prejudice, but it's not racism. And she's like, she, they were saying like the semantics of this, like right. it's up against a, you know, a person can like a person in a position of superior position of superiority, right. looking down on someone who is inferior. And I disagreed with that. I think that that's maybe one interpretation of that word. But I, I think it's an unharmful semantic thing to get into because if you don't call someone hating someone else and being aggressive towards someone else because of their skin color, whether or not it's because of a superior position or inferior position or whatever the positioning is, I think that that's an evil that needs to be called out. But I didn't say anything right. and just let it go. Where it would have been important to be like, okay, I could see where you're coming from there, but, you know, question could have been, for example, like, don't you see how, or, I mean, that that's probably a leading question. The idea of... <laughs> don't you see? Right, like, it, it's the idea of, um, like... <laughs> I mean, I would just do you say, think, okay, do you define think, what racism is. Yeah, define what racism is. Right, and and I could have got, just gotten deeper two, into that. Right. right, and then and then maybe something like, you know, um, uh, you know, okay, well, my thoughts on it are this, you know, like, that it might be where, uh, it might be damaging to to people to not call it because prejudice in our language is a less much less biting word than racism right. is right and yeah. and scripture is important scripture talks <laughs> a lot about using biting language to get across a point and i feel like mm-hmm. downplaying something that is just as evil as the other thing right with just a different word because of semantic reasons right. is not kind to not the victims right. right um but yeah so it's that idea just having a conversation and asking questions about why do you believe that right you know are there some maybe things you haven't thought about about you know bring up like hey you know have you thought about this thing right, right. that sort of thing right be have gentle <clears throat> respectful questioning conversation where you are trying to listen to what they're telling you so you can get a better idea of maybe what they believe about this thing instead of just having a knee-jerk response as to oh that's wrong and here's why right um then you can understand them better and then if you can maybe think of a better a good response that you can give them and understand, you know, make the help them understand where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Having more information about their position beforehand is a much better idea than just knee-jerk responding to the fir- knee-jerk responding to the first thing they said. Right, and this is all in the context of dealing with conflict in general with Christians and also with art. And mm-hmm. you can make the direct correlation between a pastor and an artist. You really can, um, in the sense of how you should deal with criticism and how you should give criticism in that regard um especially if it's somebody you respect Mm -hmm. of the the art that that person makes you absolutely should tell them hey look i respect you build that up of look i'm not trying to attack or whatever i'm simply trying to understand whatever and i think that you're wrong right and and like that's the thing you should get to eventually but at first you just say i need to understand this more i want to make sure that we're on the same page and then say hey this is why i think you're wrong this bible verse right and that's the way that you should go about um of doing that and and the reason i brought up the uh the the things that you think about even after a really long period of time that you wish you would have said something 
or whatever, I think of the things that, that we, we sit here and think, oh, these things stuck in my head for so many years and they had an effect on me. And then we think, oh, I really have to say a lot when I talk to this Christian artist because I need the, oh, excuse me. I need them to understand blank and blank and blank. When, if we think about it, just saying those few simple words might have a greater impact on their life and they might think about it for years to come like we do because we have mm -hmm. such an emphasis on certain people's words and if god is if we're trusting that god is going to use his word to accomplish what it should isaiah 55 right then we should be able to say simple things and ask simple questions to get people to understand something without attacking them and then trust that their conscience, the holy spirit mm -hmm. is going to bring them to under, a right understanding of scripture because I, of that. I mean i think that's a little bit of a thing that maybe comes from a wesleyan pelagian um armenian kind of standpoint on that side of like the theological fence where people tend to be very worried about the words that they they mm. say very specifically the words that are said in in trying to get someone to see the gospel because they put such right. an emphasis on man's responsibility man's responsibility in that not sense only right and on the, man's responsibility to respond to the gospel but man's responsibility to preach to the preach gospel. the gospel and in the sense that like if you don't do it in the right way it won't be effective right um and then like you're sinning and then you're sinning right. and doing it right and yeah. and obviously there's some part of that that is absolutely true we need to be not yes. careless with the words that we speak right but, but there might be an overemphasis on mm -hmm. like agonizing over the very the specifics of the words right and yep. like we have to come up with the perfect elegant the like perfect formula. responses right. or else we are condemning them to hell because we failed right, right. and that's not how god works right god yeah. is bigger than that god will use even the smallest things you know yeah. to to first kingdom right the, yeah. the mustard seed that whole thing right going back to philippians 1 and and, and i rejoice <laughs> because the gospel is preached and and i say again i will rejoice whether in pretense or in truth i will rejoice because the gospel is being preached mm -hmm. why should you be able to do that if it really if it's up to us of uh, who gets saved then you can't rejoice whether the gospel is preached or pretense or truth because you're so worried about what if I just did it wrong or what if this this person is doing is preaching the gospel right. wrong. Then you're so yeah. worried. No, we can rejoice because God is going to use His word to complete its purpose. And this it kind of brings us full circle, but propaganda has an awesome line in his uh, Precious Puritan song, an excellent uh, which says, you know, it looks like God uses broken stick, uh, crooked sticks to make straight lines. Yep. Right. And yeah, yeah, that's something I learned from Saitan Rugenkate, who is. Uh, uh, I did not understand the words that just came out of your mouth. <laughs> uh, that's something something I learned from the man named Saitem Brugenkate. Yeah. Um, who, who is who that? is who is uh, is a partners with Apology Radio. He does oh, okay. he does some of the uh, uh, end abortion now stuff with them and stuff okay. like that. Okay, that just did not, didn't sound like a name yeah. to me. No, it, it, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> like a crazy name. I might be mispronouncing. Oh, Carly uh, is there, dead. There goes Carly. Bye, Carly. Um, I might be mispronouncing his name. It's just Saitem Brugenkate, but. Um, I'm, I'm, you're Caleb, I'm Powers. Oh, right. Yeah. No. Um, but I might be just mispronouncing his last name or whatever, but, uh, the point I was trying to make there is, uh, that's something I learned from Saitan Brukenkate. Yeah. Is that, uh, when he would, uh, he was giving like apologetics and stuff like that of how you should reach the gospel. And he said that you should, you shouldn't use these, these forms of preaching the gospel, but God can still use a broken stick. Mm-hmm to save a soul yeah. because it's up to God to save, not us. Yeah. And it's the same thing with the words that we choose to say in regards to trying to get somebody to see and understand scripture. Um, and back. trying to, yes, welcome back, <laughs> trying to rebuke them and exhort them to, to then, you know, faithfully, uh, 
uh, teach scripture according well, with like their art and stuff like that. You should yes. trust that God is going to accomplish what he wills through his... Um, Only work. once. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that, it, it was much better. Yes. It's been, your phone is apparently works infinitely better than, than your computer, which is kind of unfortunate, but... Yeah. It's also a little bit confusing. Yeah. But... Oh, yeah. But it works. Yeah. yeah. I feel like we should let her let her catch up. I feel like there's there's definitely a bit of lag. Hmm. <laughs> um, I can tell. What were you saying? What were you talking about? Oh, I was talking about size 10. Um, yeah, no, I was just I was just saying uh, I, I got past size 10. Yeah. Oh, there she goes again. Um... <laughs> um i i was just talking about like back. the words that that you say in regards to trying to rebuke somebody um should be you trying to get them to see a certain point and not trying to argue with them and get them to see something right away you should trust that sanctification needs to take its work and for the same reason that um you um in, in a way, it would be bad if you said something to them and they were immediately like, oh, yeah, you're right. Because then they're being tossed to and fro by every yeah, shifting wind of yeah. doctrine. Right? They don't have an actual strong viewpoint on doctrine. They're not standing firm on their word of God. They're they're just listening to everybody something says. So you should want them to not trust you right away. And so that's... And then say something simple. So I'm just going to throw in, like, random it. lyrics to, like, solidify what you're saying. So the collection has an awesome lyric that just... It's so ironic to me thinking about it now, but, like... It's so beautiful. They have a song that, in one of the lyrics is, um, uh, I believed so many things just because someone told me. Yeah. Um, and it was like said, like sung from this just agonizing place. Mm -hmm. And that yeah. is one of the things that really just hits me about this, these, this sort of thing, right? It's just, if you just go with whatever, like the first person who, to get in a dig on this right. theological point, you should believe what they say wholesale then you are not right. honoring god with your mind exactly. <laughs> you're not studying yep. scripture right yeah <laughs> and you're just you're just trusting people that uh, that you don't know and that's foolish right you're trusting well, people it's not that to you're teach not you about god that you don't know it's it's not that you don't it's not that you shouldn't have a healthy trust for people right you know the people of god right and you should have a love and trust for the people of god but you should found your every understanding on scripture and if you do not understand the scriptural standpoint on which you are standing, then how can you possibly defend it when right. another person comes along and has good scriptural points completely against the, per the thing that the first person just said? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so any other any other last thoughts? Because then I want to kind of close with, with, with the recovery story. story. You got thoughts? Yeah, Carly? I was going to say that would be a good segue point. <laughs> yes. So you have no thoughts then? No, I don't think I have any extra thoughts. Okay. okay. All right. So you're both set. Get that checked out. I, I, I should assume that your brain would con continue thinking things. Yeah, that's great. It's probably not good if it, if your brain isn't like having thoughts. <laughs> okay. So um, so a little bit of background then. So Ray yeah. Comfort, I have his Evidence Bible, and I love him, and uh, he, Whoa. I do. Why don't he, you marry him? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes uh, street evangelizing. I, I believe six out of the seven days, except for Sunday. Yeah, that um, makes sense. I, I'm pretty Some sure I <laughs> I am not entirely sure. I have I have heard that from other people that listen to him, but I have never heard him say that, so I, I don't know for sure. But um, uh, he reads I mean, his he Bible would, every day. He wouldn't be the day. kind of person who'd say that. Yeah, he's like, ah, I go out preaching six out of seven days, and you yeah. should. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
definitely not in that way at all. I don't know why. He's, but... a, he has a New Zealand accent. He talks like this. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, so um, he makes a bunch of like YouTube videos of him going out and, and shooting to people and stuff like that. And he has just great, great conversations with people. And um, I use his Bible. Uh, he, he, you know, always says, you know, you need to read your Bible every single day. And I listen to sermons about that um, from him. And now I read my Bible every single day just so I can say that along with him kind of a thing, right? That I can read, I read my Bible every single day. Um, and uh, I use, when I preach the gospel, I use his, his way of preaching the gospel because... Patented know, the, method. Be, because if you look in scripture... It is the that's biblical the way, way right? Yeah. It's that's how Jesus presented the gospel. Yep. That's how uh, Paul presented the gospel. Paul presented the gospel. That's how Nathan presented the gospel to King to David, David. Yeah. when he was rebuking him for the sin of Bathsheba mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Um, and so all of these things. Um, and quickly, that method is you preach the law to them. You you mm -hmm. show them how they have sinned under God's law, and then you point them to Christ's. Uh, you know the the grace that is offered through Christ. And if you repent, then mm -hmm. you can. And, and at first you bring them to the physical and then go to the spiritual so they understand it well. Yeah. So you say, you are a sinner. These are like, these are the things that you have done wrong. Right. And then you say, okay, so you are condemned before we're holy God. Um, for the same reason that you would be condemned before judge, before judge yeah. for doing these things. And if they say, well, I'm a good person. I've, or I've done these good things. You mm -hmm. would say, well, that wouldn't work with an earthly judge. Right. You, you couldn't just say to the judge, like, <laughs> uh, well, I've been good up to this point, but I did murder that person. Right. So shouldn't my like good deeds outweigh my bad deeds? That's not <laughs> right. how a judge works, right? And and he's done this so many times that it's second nature yeah. to him to be able to say these things. Mm -hmm. And he has such great conversations with people and he knows how to answer them on the spot. Mm -hmm. Right. If somebody will say, I mean, but what I did was, you know, a long time ago or... Or I don't, I don't think there is a Because eventually you get to basically all the responses that someone can possibly, like exactly. the, the general category of the responses that anyone right. can have and yeah. you'll be able to answer them. Yeah. And so, so he has had such a profound impact on my life in all of these different ways. Right. Um, and then, uh, he, he like makes movies where, um, and I, I use movies loosely cause it's not really movies, but it's documentary. Yeah. He makes documentary like movies where he takes a topic and then, that's something where he, you know, he, when he's strewing to people, that's a topic that comes up. And so he grabs those clips of, okay, these people talked about abortion. And I, I tried to get them to see abortion as, as wrong, um, as well as. And here's the, the steps I took to yeah. show them how abortion was wrong and then also tell them the gospel afterwards. Right. And so um, change their mind about yeah. something. Uh, They're really good, like, uh, documentaries to help you understand how to go about doing the same thing to yes. other people, right? Like, they're good tools for Christians to be able to, like, mm -hmm. study and, and be like, okay, that is a good way to respond to claims about abortion being okay and the right. right and all that stuff. And and he does it in a way that is uh, nice, where none of the people I have ever seen have ever felt like he was being mean or judgmental. They might get defensive about their sin, but he, they never felt like he's being mean or judgmental to them. He always says it in a way that is kind and understanding and, uh, you know, whatever. Um, but then, so then, uh, one of his recent ones was about suicide and depression. Um, and so I was watching it. It was great. And I highly recommend the movie. I really do. Um, and there was a point though, and this is, and just so that you know, I do recommend this movie, but if you have depression 
or uh, are struggling with suicide, I honestly would say struggling with like be careful feelings of wanting to commit suicide. Yes, I would honestly say be careful, and that's where I found a problem in the movie. Is uh, at some point during the movie, he starts talking about the Golden Gate Bridge, um, and how there's this guy mm. that rides a moped up and down the Golden Gate Bridge to try to spot people who are depressed and are wanting to commit suicide, and then he tries to stop them and save them from committing that act. And he's going to that from the point of the gospel of we should be doing the same with wanting to save people from committing suicide, but also wanting to save souls. And then he shows four clips. Uh, one is of a, uh, um, of, uh, you know, like somebody on a ledge and somebody grabs them and saves them. Or two of them are, are that where somebody is on a ledge and they're trying to jump and then somebody grabs them in time and they, they're saved. And then two of the other ones are of people actually jumping off the golden gate bridge. It doesn't show them hit or anything like that, but it shows them actually jumping off. Um, mm. And so, and so we, I've had a lot of conversations with, with, uh, with people about that specifically. Um, and so if you, if for some reason you do want to talk about that or whatever, you know, you can, you can message us or whatever, and we'll talk about that later. Um, or, or Wait, off, off of this, speaking to? The, our audience. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, no, not you guys. Yeah. I'm talking to our audience. Was, like, if, if, like... if, if the audience like wants to talk more about that in general of why I think that it was wrong or why I think that might not be as bad as we originally right. think so it is. You're not, like not going to get into the big conversation about that. You're no, just talking I'm about just gonna, how, yeah. cause you wrote to Ray Comfort. I wrote to Ray Comfort and, and I want to it. read what I wrote to Go him. Yeah. Um, and so that, and this is just in the sense of this was criticism that I thought Ray Comfort took very well. And so this is an example of somebody who took criticism like mm. a boss and somebody that I greatly respect that took criticism um, in a way that I felt like he not only did he respond, but he actually gave an answer. And, and, I, and yeah. I would say, because Connor can't say it because he's humble, um, I would say that this is also a good example of giving good criticism because Connor's the one who gave the criticism. Okay. All right. Thank you for the compliment. No okay. So this is what I wrote. So I actually don't know specifically what you said. So if this ends up being bad, it's, it's all on me. So right, <laughs> um, no. Uh, so I wrote this just on, I just commented on one of his things because mm -hmm. I've, I've done that before and he's responded. Nobody responds to private messages um, as public figures. So they, I just They probably get a lot it. of them. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. So I said, hey, Ray, I have a question about the exit movie. Watched it recently and loved it. Very powerful message and love to see how you handle talking to all of the people that struggle with depression and suicide. Very helpful to me because I know some people going through depression right now and I feel better equipped to talk to them about it. But right after you talk about the ripple effect, which was the, uh, the name of the movie and like the documentary, or whatever, which was the golden gate bridge guy. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and it looked that up too. Cause that's really good. The ripple effect. But anyway, uh, but right after you talk about the ripple effect, you show two videos where people are trying to commit suicide and are saved by someone grabbing them from the ledge. But then you show people actually jumping off and committing suicide. As far as I understand, this video is tailored to help people who do want to commit suicide, but showing people committing that action is not only triggering to people who had had friends and family commit suicide, but it's also a psychological trigger for the people that are considering committing suicide that makes it easier for them to take their lives. Mm -hmm. I'm honestly not sure why you put it in there to begin with and was just looking for some clarity. Thank you so much for your ministry. It has been invaluable to me in my walk with Christ. And then he said, Connor, good question. The purpose of this film is primarily to stir Christians to take the gospel to the unsaved. Nothing broke my heart and made me want to reach out to this hopeless generation like those images. They bring reality to what is happening in our nation. And honestly, and, and after exploring all the different uh, details about that whole thing, 
um, I, I honestly really respect him for this. And, um, like, I, this does not change my opinion of Ray Comfort. I still wouldn't have put the the things in. Mm -hmm. And, I, and I, I do write more. But I just wanted to say that right at the bat is, is, is I... I'm I'm glad he gave this response because I do respect him for saying that because I I feel the same way in the sense that I agree that that is something that I think a lot of Christians would um, benefit be broken over and benefit from, from seeing, seeing that. Mm -hmm. um, but and putting it out there as a general exactly part of your movie might not be the wisest helpful. decision. Yeah. yeah. So so this is this is what I wrote after that. So I said. Uh, thank you for responding. Once again, I respect you like nobody else. I really mean that. I have your the Evidence Bible highlighted up and down and read it every single day. <laughs> God has used it to challenge and change me so many times, and I have given it as a gift to every Christian friend who will take one. And I have actually, I have actually done that. Um, but wouldn't this fall into the category of causing your brother to stumble? Romans fourteen twenty to twenty four. I'm not sure if you can necessarily change the video or anything after all of this, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's something you could put a trigger warning on for Christians who struggle with depression. I do see the value in, as you said, breaking our hearts for the lost, but, but, and maybe it's just me because someone I knew committed suicide a couple of years ago. I think it would be really hard for someone to watch who has dealt with suicide firsthand. Um, just my thoughts. Thank you again for everything you and the living, whole living waters ministry has done for my life. And then I also wrote a specific part of the movie that I, that I really liked. Um, and he hasn't res responded any further. He has not responded yet. further than that. I don't think he's going to, and that might be because he heard what I had to say and is like, huh, maybe I'll think about and that. And it might entirely be like, he probably he, gets so many comments yeah, on all It might of be the things. thing of he yeah. responds once and, because he saw it yeah. and then doesn't, isn't going to wade through all of the all comments, the comments to, all the notifications to, yeah, to, to get to that page, again. Yeah. It's possible. Yeah. So, I mean, to be fair, you know what he's probably doing is he's probably out street witnessing for all that's the fair. times that he could be on Facebook checking his comment section. That's, that's, so I can't blame him for that. That's right? fair. But, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so that was my experience with that of just, I felt like that was such a good example. And that was the reason I wanted to talk about this idea is that I have never been able to talk to a Christian like that before where he not only responded, but I respected his position and I felt like he respected mine in the sense that he was like, good question. Like, Hey, that's a solid point. Like, let's talk about this. And I was like, Oh wow. And I really hope he does respond because I do want to have that conversation further with him. But if he doesn't, I feel like I have said something that might help him in the future to understand of, Hey, yeah, maybe that is causing my brother to stumble and, um, you know, maybe somewhere down the line, or maybe that there'll be one of the things that sticks with him in his head and he can't get out of his head. And the next time he makes a movie where he then thinks twice about something that he wants to put in the movie because he's like, uh, maybe this isn't something I should show to the general public. Mm -hmm. Right. And so mm -hmm. I feel like I have done something that I am proud of and I'm not upset about or angry about because I was able to talk with him and say something that I respected. I respect like the fact that I was able to say that and I respected him for his response. And so I felt like on both parts, it was mutual respect, criticism taken well and Christians, you know, being able to, to talk with each other just a little bit and be able to trust that, Hey, you know, we, we both love God and we just want to talk about this mm -hmm. real quick. Right. Um, yeah, maybe I talked a little bit too much about the ending there, but... No, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Charlie. <laughs> so, uh, I, I mean, I don't I don't think I have any... I don't think I have any more thoughts. Carly, do you have any more thoughts? I don't think so. 
Didn't you say that you should get that checked out earlier, Gil? Mm, yeah. We're both, <laughs> we're both actually zombies, so sorry. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> sorry to break it to you like this. Yeah. Anyway. Well, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I would say that's... It's probably a good, good place to kind of, like, wrap it up and tie it up with a nice little red bow. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. so this is The Christian Artist. This was The Christian Artist, episode 97. Uh, thanks for watching and listening. Um, you can find us on Twitter, at Christ underscore art underscore show, at Facebook.com slash Christian Artist Show, and on our website at ChristianArtistShow.com. Our website actually renews in five days. I might... So the website, it's pos- and I don't have any money right now, so it's entirely possible. The website will be down for like two days, okay. but it should be up again shortly. <laughs> um, but I just didn't, I, I, I completely forgot like the deadline for when it renews. Okay. And so I just, I just went on a trip and had to like pay for, uh, I had paid for a bunch of gas and, and food there. And I, I was, cause I had been scheduling out all this, like, okay, that I spend right. money for this thing, but I totally forgot about that and so uh, we'll see okay. we'll see but it's probably fine probably not gonna be a big deal okay i just thought i'd mention it but uh yeah so um i don't know what the rest of the week is gonna look like for stuff on this channel but um i, I know that we're gonna do or plan on doing like a one shot um on thursday with the people that i usually do the D show mm-hmm. with uh, i think we're gonna play fiasco is the plan oh really um, this friday uh, no, this Thursday. Oh, this Thursday. And with the D and D people. Oh, the, oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Um, right. We're gonna do, we're gonna do a one shot with uh, with the D and D people because um, one of the players is gone, but we still wanted to do something. Oh, I, and I see. So we're gonna probably gonna play a, fi- a game of Fiasco. I don't know what that's gonna be exactly like in terms of like setting, but it's right. obvious it's a Fiasco, so that should be fun. Um, and then we have uh, we, we maybe possibly should have an episode of the Pronati Current Inquisitors this week. Maybe the thing is like we kind of didn't think about the fact that it was like Friday was. <laughs> Good Friday, and right. I don't know. It's we're, possible we're, some people might be gone. We're and stuff, literally so. having a discussion of whether or not it would be sacrilegious to have an RPG I don't think session no. on Good Friday. <laughs> well, no, obviously not. I'm exaggerating for being sacrilegious. Okay. But we're 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 kind of mulling through the. Okay, we're going to the Good Friday service, but then afterwards we're just we're just playing RPG. Like, what is what is the moral implications? Like, can we do this? Is this bad? No, or, that, you know. So. No, it's not. And, like, the big, the actual issue is, like, whether or not, like, a couple, one of the players might be, like, gone, like, visiting somewhere else because and going to the Good, Good Friday, Friday service right. with their family or whatever. Uh-huh. So, it's possibly won't have that. But those will be on 7, 7 p.m. Uh, Central mm-hmm. Standard Time on on this whole channel here. And then, one thing I just randomly wanted to bring up, because, I mean, this is the Christian artist, we do this with Carly, um, is that uh, we're after Chronicles gets finished, Woo! <laughs> we are going to start another campaign gonna be sci-fi it's gonna be awesome it's gonna be in this rule system get old stars of that number uh it's completely it's in mirrored so you can't actually read that because it, it looks like strats um but strats. uh it's gonna be awesome and carly is gonna be on it and i'm so excited for that yeah, um it's gonna be fun. super dope um, we did a one shot with carly <laughs> for her first time doing rpg and we were caleb and i both said afterwards like yeah she was pretty much born for rpgs <laughs> uh so it should be a lot of fun mm-hmm. yeah and it yeah it, it should be really good really really good um i i've definitely been wanting to get other people that i know interested mm-hmm. in role-playing games like right. on the specifically like doing the shows with us on the internet because we've right. been doing it with the same group for almost like a year and a half now yep. i guess yeah and so it's and, and a couple of the players have had issues like um being f- like 
full-time committed to the the same so this to the schedule and so we've been having a lot of like scheduling conflicts Mm -hmm. i'm hoping that with the next campaign you know it will be easier to like have a consistent every week sort of so it's up to you carly to bring the i live by a calendar so (laughs) that's the thing right like yeah you can count on me that's one of the reasons that that i was like totally on board with carly joining us (laughs) it seems like she's always like like punctual and like ready Mm -hmm. for these sorts of things where it's like (laughs) i'm not gonna say i was just gonna say something else but (laughs) some of us aren't let's put it that way (laughs) Yes, yeah. yes. And some and some people we played role-playing games with just decide not to show up for, like, the entire campaign yeah. for some reason. <gasps> oh, well. Um, and th- this has been a consistent theme in our lives of people true. just not showing up for RPGs. That's so true. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, so but that's okay. that's other stuff. We're, we're not here to change it, that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Carly, you're going to change it. It's going to be super <laughs> fun. Uh, I, I just, like, I like bringing up this stuff after at the end of the christian artist because i feels like we have like this whole media thing that we do and right. it's actually kind i mean of yeah in the sense we we do have we do we have regular shows all, yeah on we, twitch we nobody watches do. them right but. <laughs> but for those who do listen to the christian artist if you want to see us nerding out and you know doing things with art that we enjoy yeah we do role-playing game shows and i always post those on youtube so the plain, same place you can find the christian artist uh videos um when i release those on my youtube channel you can mm-hmm. find loads and loads and loads and loads of role-playing game videos yeah they are um, not bound to be as, <laughs> nearly as intellectual as the christian artist sometimes they are but sometimes they are sometimes yes. other times we play role-playing game about maids and yep. ping pong tournaments <laughs> And those are. I I still I'm, I still refuse to watch the the maid one. I will never watch that game. That's okay. I I, I don't. It was interesting though. <laughs> I watched it live. Yeah, Kelly, Kelly <laughs> watched it live. Um, but it was, it was actually nice. really really interesting. It was it was really really fun to do. <laughs> All right. um, it was uh, funny. It was a good time. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, that's definitely one that I, I think well, I'm gonna have to eventually try to get you guys to do. No. <laughs> yes. a one shot of. Carly <laughs> would be on 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 board for it. <laughs> Um, all right, if Carly is on board for it, I'll be on board for it. But and if we can probably get Jared on no. board for it, <laughs> I I know. <laughs> Let's not do that one with Jared. <laughs> I know, right? No. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's the stuff we do here. Um, so yeah, uh, thank you for watching once again. And uh, you know, this episode will be out at some point this week mm-hmm. on the audios and the videos the respective places where those are released so that's been the 97th episode of the christian artist next week we will be back for the 98th episode of the christian artist getting yeah. closer to <laughs> that episode 100 which is going to be fantastic and i still need to figure out the logistics to see if we can actually have hannah on the show right because <laughs> that would be awesome i'm trying to think if there's anyone yeah. else that we could like if like hannah couldn't make it or something that we could have join so that we can have another person who like would actually be able to do the trivia with us right i don't feel like we know anybody else that is consistent with with like listening, listening to, to our it. episodes that we actually like could could get in this room you know what i mean no we could that we were gonna do it with hannah we were gonna have hannah right in. but i feel like the, the next is if, if hannah couldn't make it i feel like the next idea was be we could get somebody else in this room i feel like we could do it josh vincent actually oh really we can might because he listens he listens okay. on a regular right. basis. We might be able to get Josh. I don't Josh. know if you would want to be on a trivia game I don't know. about it, though. I, 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 I can ask him, though. <laughs> yeah, you right? like, That's the thing. Obviously, I wouldn't be like, Josh, you have to do this with us. But right. if he's <laughs> in, yeah. So, yeah, um, we'll, we'll see what we do with that. But Yeah. 
anyway, because I just, just thought it would be more those... more fun with a little bit more people to like do this like actually fun like right. trivia. In, because if it's just game. Carly versus me, she's gonna win. <laughs> we all know that. <laughs> but, um, but I feel like uh, I have no idea what else I was gonna say, so we should just. I don't. I don't remember. I just. I don't. <laughs> what a way to end the, the podcast. Yeah, I mean, I already read off all the all the the fiddly boobs, fiddly boops, fiddly bobs. I don't. I think I was meant to say fiddly bobs. <laughs> she just ended as soon as she probably, probably gonna cut this out for the audio version. Um, what happened? <laughs> it's fine. It's all good. Make that the bloopers. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can put them in the video. Perfect. Unfortunately, this will be in the video version. So. <laughs> Thanks for not giving up on us, guys. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Goodbye. Good week. <laughs> Good night. Oh, oh, please tell me we had listeners for that. Please tell me we have people watching live for that. That's great. <laughs> <laughs>